Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. And today in this episode, we have a bonus episode covering Google's Pixel 4 event. Yeah, the Pixel 4 launch. It is here finally. Well, it's it's kind of been here for a long time, but it's officially oh here. Oh my God. Right? I mean, this device leaked so much. Google basically had to go up on stage, say, yep, you guys were right. Reveal the official prices and call it a day. But of course, that's not quite what they did, because Gabe, what else happened at the event today? Well, we also got a couple more products from Google and actually from Nest, which they own. So also from Google, we got the Nest Home Mini. We got some new Nest Wi-Fi, a Pixelbook Go, some Pixel Buds. Yeah, it wasn't quite as full as a Samsung or Apple event, it didn't seem, but it was it was a decent event. I'd say there was a good selection of devices to choose from here. They had a good range of presenters on stage. I think I'm excited about a lot of these products. They're going to be really cool for a lot of people. I think we should just dive right into it. Yeah, the, yeah. The first thing is obviously the Pixel 4 we have to talk about. That was that's the name of probably this podcast is titled that. So, let's talk about that first. What did we see? I mean, it was the Pixel 4. This is the fourth version. So, it's obviously the best Pixel that we've ever seen, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is this is given. If it's not the best Pixel, right? Like, what, is, what are they what, doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Someone's not doing their job. This is Google Pixel 4. We had a few key changes this time around. Some minor design and aesthetic changes. Some pretty big changes to the camera setup. We have a new face unlock system. And we have uh, some new hardware going into this device to make it a little something special. Yeah, I was reading one uh, review or like initial impressions of this product and of the Pixel 4 and they were saying it's kind of ambitious what Google is doing because they're effectively trying to introduce four new technologies in this one device, right? Sure, a, a different array of ways users can interact with their phone um, and kind of expecting that to go smoothly. Yeah, they're, the first thing of course is, uh, you know, this is a Pixel 4, you'd expect the biggest thing would be the cameras, but it's actually not really. I'd say the biggest thing maybe is the 90 hertz display. That's pretty exciting. That's really exciting. I've seen a lot of reviewers um, compliment other phones with that higher refresh rate. We have OnePlus 7, 7 Pro, and 7T. Those all have that 90 hertz OLED display. That looks beautiful. Like basically, once you switch to a higher refresh rate phone, you can't go back. Yeah, and you I'm, just. I'm, you just won't. It just looks like other just other screens look like they're just someone holding pieces of paper up and moving it's, them. It's so choppy. It's like when you went from standard definition to 4K, if you just made yeah. that leap. I mean, maybe not that drastic. It's super no, smooth, but it's, super it's nice. Definitely, it's definitely noticeable. But the interesting thing with this display is it actually switches back and forth intelligently so that, you know, if you're scrolling for a lot, maybe that's when it goes to 90 hertz so it's smoother. Or if you're gaming or something like that, it'll switch to 90 hertz. But otherwise, it's going to save power staying at 60 hertz, I think. And that that makes the phone feel a lot faster, too. Just swiping around, doing those going home, launching apps, everything is going to load so much faster or feel to load so much faster just because of that higher display refresh rate. That is true, though. I haven't actually experienced that, so I'm going to take your word for that, Stetson. This is this is what I'm. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have the device either. So, but you use the what, you use the One Plus Seven, uh, and tried I did that use out. the One Plus Seven. That was a very fast phone. I think this is going to make a big difference. I think the other big thing we should talk about right up front are the cameras, and this is maybe not necessarily 
new in terms of how you interact with the phone, but there's some really cool new features built into the camera app and into uh, the Pixel 4 in terms of what it's capable of capturing. Yeah, so we saw new cameras on the back. Dude, I know Apple has three cameras, Samsung has three. Did we see three from the Pixel 4? Gabe, we saw three if we were squinting at it and looking wrong, uh, okay. but that was actually I, a flash, and I one of them was a counts, sensor. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, it doesn't doesn't quite count. We have two cameras this time around. We're rocking a regular wide-angle lens. This has been standard basically for all phones, and we have a new telephoto lens. Um, and this these cameras enable uh, some pretty cool technology. So uh, the first one is I'm gonna talk about their super res zoom technology. So they added a telephoto, and what this does is immediately you're closer to your subject. Yeah. Well, with I, think super, we, I think we figured out it's about like 44, 45 uh, like millimeters equivalent. A millimeter equivalent, so about a two time zoom. But with super zoom, super res zoom technology, Google is compiling information from both cameras and using software, so it's a combination of digital zoom and hardware zoom uh, to create a high resolution image with much greater detail than if you were to take the photo and crop it. I thought that was very interesting. On iPhone and other devices, if you snap a photo and then crop it afterwards, or just zoom in in the camera viewfinder, you're getting the same resolution image. With well, Pixel I don't, 4, hold on, I don't think it's, it's not actually hardware and software. It's just, it's using both cameras uh, software and both of their views to intelligently like refine the pixels because it's the hardware zoom ends at like none of these cameras actually 2x, have right yeah actually have physical zoom on any smartphone um so they it's can't digital, actually digital and optical zoom that's what it is yeah that's what so it's it's actually it is all digital zoom but it's just a different way than we've seen in any other cameras so that when you're zooming in with the you know the telephoto lens past you know it's 2x crop in then you're actually it's using the uh, standard one to look at that as well and say okay what should this look like how can we make that sharper and more uh, precise you know else was doing a great job using ai and algorithms to improve the images what this Who? is the hdr what? plus oh okay right did you see that i i took a brief look at that i saw that it was uh it shows you smartly in the view like what it looks like with it and without so you can decide if it looks better that's true. This is this is actually unique, and it takes, I think, a lot of processing power to make that happen, to render out in real time what an HDR image would look like in the viewfinder. Google is able to do that. What it's doing on the photo standpoint, very similar to Apple's technology, it's taking nine photos, all intentionally underexposed to retain that highlight detail. It's then merging them together, and this reduces the noise in the shadows, and then software is then able to bring up the exposure of the shadows. And because they've been denoised, it retains a lot of detail and clarity and produces that HDR image where you have detail in the highlights. And now you just brought back up the detail in the shadows. I think this is going to allow Pixel 4 to take some really beautiful photos. It was basically what Pixel 3 was known for. Do you think that one of the reasons it's taking out a lower exposure also is so that it can always be a slightly faster shutter speed, right? Yeah, I think that would make sense, uh, and that would help with motion because it is. It does have to take nine photos. That's what, yeah, exactly. So if it was taking them overexposed, for example, or even at the same exposure, and you're not the best lighting, that's a long amount of time. Even if it's at you know uh, a fifth of a second, 
So if it underexposes, it can bump uh, up that shutter speed a little higher, get them out faster, and so there's less motion and stuff like that. But there is one camera mode, Gabe, that is oh. using long exposure times. Yeah. And what mode is that? I think that's probably their new night mode. I don't know what exactly, what did they call it this time? This is astrophotography. Oh, wow. They're, that's that's really bold in the name itself. It's out there. Yeah. It's and out I there. I know on there. Okay. All right. That's right. not, not the best pun. Let's not, okay. let's not go for that. Uh, on their site itself, they actually have a photo I'm assuming they're saying it was taken on the Pixel 4 when you're scrolling down on the product page of the stars. And it looks pretty good. Uh, we'll have to see some real-world tests. That will be exciting. I know, Stetson, are you going to plan on going out taking out the Pixel 4 that you're getting sent? I am absolutely planning on doing some tests. We can stack it up against iPhone 11 Pro. We can stack it up against iPhone 10. We can stack against Pixel 3a. There are so many tests we can Every do. Every single phone on the market compared yeah, that's in right. One video. Yeah. Well, well the, like the important thing is uh, talking about the three A and the three is that they did actually, even though it is two cameras, they did actually add that second camera this time. So, where other camera or other smartphone companies went from two to three, they went from one to two at least, um, and were able to improve uh, all the modes across it, including portrait mode, which probably, even though it was incredible what Google did before with just one camera, I'm imagining it has to be better now that they have two cameras and have that slight parallax. Oh, Gabe, you are absolutely correct. Google had some really cool demonstrations where basically with the new portrait mode, I, I, I guess the mode itself isn't new, but the technology is new. There, uh, previously with one camera, they used dual pixels to get depth information about the image. Now they're using dual pixels on each sensor and then two sensors, one from each camera, the wide wow. and the telephoto, for even greater depth accuracy. This allows you to get portrait mode shots of bigger objects. They showed a portrait mode of a motorcycle as one example, and to take portrait mode shots farther away. You know when you're taking a portrait mode shot on your iPhone, it says like move closer, move farther away, you gotta be in that special range. Oh, I just hate that. Right? This, this will allow you to have a much wider range and still get that beautiful portrait mode effect. And apparently they made the background bokeh look more similar to that what you would get with a proper DSLR. Well, that, I mean, that's always good because I know definitely there are some times when I'm using portrait mode on the iPhone and I've used it on Samsung's where it just looks really fake and kind of, there used to be an app out, I think it's still in existence called After Focus, where you can take a picture and then go in and highlight the background, select the foreground, and it just automatically blurs it. And it, I mean, it was, it worked in a pinch, but it always looked fake. And so, any way they can make the fall off in between where what's in focus and what's not in focus look more real and more like it was taken, you know, with a good quality camera, that's, I mean, that's props to them for doing that because that's always helpful. I think I'm most excited about these cameras, and I think many people are too. Like, this is borderline a point and shoot that has a phone built into it, I would say. Like, I think, I think Pixel 4 is really going to have the capabilities in its camera game to straight up replace point and shoot cameras. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I, I mean, it looks impressive, but I'm never sure about that. And, you know, now they've been overtaken by the iPhone 11 Pro and that has three cameras. And it's like, that seems a lot more capable. Even if the quality isn't good, it's at least more like a point and shoot because you get those different focal lengths possibly. And this is still stuck at two uh, cameras only. Sure. How do you how do you feel about their choice going with the telephoto as the second camera as opposed to the ultra wide angle? 
Oh, I think I think that was probably the right choice. Um, I'm, you know, I've I actually don't have the 11 Pro. I decided not to upgrade to it, but I've been my both my dad and my sister upgraded to it. I think. Are you using the 11 Pro or? I'm actually not using the 11 Pro. Yeah. I see, wanna... it's. I personally am not a fan of that ultra wide. I've tried it out a lot. The key is there's actually it's locked focus. Um, so there's no actual focus in it and it's no optical image stabilization as well. That's interesting. So, so it's, it's more challenging to almost be creative with it. Like you, you don't get that depth of field as much. Um, and you have more limited options. Yeah. It's, I I mean, it's kind of like the GoPro cameras are locked focus as well. Um, and you can do that with an ultra wide because just so much is in focus. Right. At all times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think from one hand, so I have the Galaxy S10. That is an ultra-wide camera in it too. It's really fun. It comes in handy in a pinch for getting great group shots. Landscapes, it's awesome for landscapes. But ultimately for me, I feel I use the telephoto more frequently than I use um, the wide or ultra-wide. I don't know. I I just like the telephoto is closer to that 50 millimeter look. That's um, how your eyes actually perceive the world is about at a 50 millimeter equivalent. And to me, it's a little bit more artistic. It causes you to really think about what you're framing in your shot. So I, I actually really like what Google did here. To me, this is the better move, I think, for, I want to say, almost like more professional phone photography. Um, but I do think having that ultra wide can be super fun for more casual use. I don't know. It's going to be up to you what you want in your phone. I'm okay with what Google went with, um, and I guess we'll just have to wait for Pixel 5 to pack all three cameras. Yeah. Well, let's get back to, because I said there was um, four different technologies they're packing into this phone. The cameras aren't really it. I know there's a lot of upgrades there, uh, but the main things that we already covered was the high refresh rate. Second thing is the face unlock that they now have in this phone. Right, right, yeah. And this, So this is using new sensors um, to, to basically... I want to say it's like mimicking Face ID, right? Yeah, they say it's faster than Face ID. And that's, I mean, that's a bold claim to make, but we'll have to see. I'm assuming there'll be like a thousand tests comparing them, but... I want to do that. I want to be one of those tests. Yeah, and it's actually, it's isn't it, it's a new radar array kind of that they put in the top of the phone because this new phone isn't like the previous one. There's no notch. In fact, it has a big forehead on there. Oh, it's true. Okay, so what what's new with the radar array? Like, what is that allowing us to do? Why do I want a radar sensor in my phone? I mean, I was hoping it would let, like, you could go out on the street and monitor how fast cars are going by. That would be kind of cool. But what it really looks like is it's kind of like that gimmicky throwback to when Samsung phones had the ability to, like, track your eyes and you could kind of, like, do gestures that's essentially all you can do right now. It really isn't utilized very well. But, you know, if you're playing like a Spotify track, you could swipe left or swipe right to go next or like to the next one or back. Um, I think there's also possibly maybe, I don't even know. There's not that much things. It's really weird. They haven't actually even released an API with it so that developers can dig into it. It's only really utilizing existing controls. I think uh, the big thing here with the radar detector is that it's actually pairing with the face unlock technology. So the radar, excuse me, the radar detector can sense when your hand is reaching for your phone, get all the sensors powered up and ready to go, and bam, really power a fast face unlock experience. Um, Google also demonstrated if a, a timer is going off, you're getting a, a phone call, like 
when your hand is reaching towards the phone, it'll sense that and just get a little bit quieter because you're aware of it. You can decline phone calls using that motion sense technology. Um, and I don't know, I think, I think it may not have specific features, but it adds to a better user experience when unlocking and just using the phone. I guess you're right. There's a little more behind the scenes stuff, but it just felt like the stuff that's more like feet, like real features that are new with using this, uh, you know, new, uh, hardware that they put in there, just, they all feel very gimmicky at this point. Uh, but sure. you're, you are right. Yeah. They probably does help the face ID or face on whatever they're calling it, face unlock be faster, it gets those sensors ready. And it just gives a new sensor to possibly pull in some data to improve existing services. I think I think we'll have to wait for the real review when people start using that and experiencing it. I actually do think it could be helpful. I could see like you keep your phone out on your desk when studying or just listening to some Spotify, boom, just waving over it to to go to the next song. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, those are a the, few the, of the, the last the big thing ones, though. Yeah. Last uh, of the four technologies that they put in kind of is more uh, the Android uh, operating system, but it's the faster new Google Assistant, which exists purely on the phone uh, in many ways. Oh yeah, this was huge. This is like crazy fast on-device smart assistant response powering technology. Yes, that's 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 it in a nutshell, Stetson. You know, they announced it at Android I.O. or Google I.O. back in, I think, May that was that they had been able to package down that or I guess size down the overall size of Google Assistant and how much processing power was needed. And that was exciting. And now this is the first phone that they're rolling out that really has that incorporated from the ground up. So. Right. Yeah. I, I think the most impressive demonstration on stage for me is when they opened the Voice Memos app, a seemingly non-important application on most phones. Few people probably use it, but they were able to have live transcriptions of what they were saying using that Voice Memo. This then makes the Voice Memo searchable. So you can search for when you said a specific word or phrase throughout the history of your Voice Memos, copy, paste, share. That was really cool to me. And, and this what, is an all new app too, by the way, the Voice Memos app. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was an all new app, but it's yeah, got all new features. I mean, they're advertising it as an all new app that no longer that didn't exist before. So that's not often that you see Voice Memos app like as a hallmark feature. <laughs> right of a phone. That is interesting. Right. But, um, all right. But, what, what do they start at these phones? We've talked a lot about them. Someone yeah. probably has their credit card ready to go. What do they start at? Right. So ready to go. You can pre-order today. And if yes, I click okay. the pre-order button, get ready. Get your wallet ready, uh, Gabe. It's, All it's right. ready. So you're starting at $799 for the Google Pixel 4. Okay. And What if I want to go bigger? If you want to go bigger, we got Pixel 4 XL 899. Okay. So $100 difference there in the, you know, the different sizes. How much uh, storage do they come with? Or is it this, 64 this gigabytes, I think? Yeah, it's 64 gigs. It's a little... I think that's a little disappointing. I would have liked to see them start higher. Of course, all everyone would. Um, and the two options are actually only 64 and 128. So on one on one field, we have Apple going 64, 256, 512. Google keeping everything super slim, lightweight, only 64 gigs or Well, actually, hold on gigs. though. With the iPhone 11, do they go from uh, you know 50? Do they go to 256 or is it? 128 
I I can't remember. I think with the iPhone 11, I'm pretty sure it's 64, 128, 256. And with 11 Pro, that's the one that goes 64. Well, I mean, they have the 256 option, though, is that third tier. Pixel, that's the third tier, yeah. Right, Pixel but, 4 doesn't have third tier. It's but just you can two. put in a micro SD card or no? No. No? No. That is pretty crazy. Right. But actually, it kind of makes sense if you think about it, because Google is an online company. They're advertising these phones with unlimited photo storage. Obviously, that's their big thing. So unlike Apple, you don't have to you know pay so much money per month to get some iCloud storage. This all comes with the storage. I think it even comes with three months free of Google Drive of 100 gigabytes, which isn't that much. Yeah, I think I think I they mentioned that as like a, a weird perk, but I um, saw that and then I saw and then I I was saying it as like oh this is a perk and then I, I realized three months and I'm like okay they, never mind that's not really all a that's perk. gonna do is like screw your customers like you're gonna have yeah. files in there it's gonna come to the end of the three months and you're like oh no what do I do with all this footage I gotta they download have, it they should have at least give them a year I feel like yeah I mean we'll see we'll see for a while I had actually a a one year promotion of a hundred gigs and that was actually quite fun that really helped out in a pinch and then it it came time it expired i had to download everything yeah yeah um well that's a little bit uh you know a little bit of a downside to these phones is they don't have that much storage but 799 is i guess what 50 dollars more than the iphone 11 right iphone 11 starts at 699 this year so it's a hundred dollars more hundred dollars more okay i was living in the past and we're living in the samsung uh 10 what does that start at why, why are you asking me? Gabe. Because I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't purchased a Samsung phone recently. Oh, great. Um, Samsung I, 10. Uh, looks like it starts at 669 right now at B&H. So it looks like Google Pixel 4 is actually the most expensive device. I think they're, level device they're really a, trying to sell the experience. Like this is the device to be helpful. It has the software. That's That's the distinction here. Um, I, I don't know. Well, don't we'll know. have to see. Yeah. Will you be doing a review of this, you think, or just an unboxing, or what's it going to look like? Gabe, I, on my horizon, I can foresee an unboxing video. I can see a best cell phone plans for Pixel 4, okay. maybe best unlimited plans. Uh, of course, fans love to see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's, you know, it's all about time and, and energy, and I think there's going to be a lot of other great reviews out there so i, I might focus more on the but cell none phone will be niche. by stetson doggett right yeah i might i just might That's focus what on the fans that want they want the review they're clamoring they're tweeting at me right now somehow even though this podcast isn't live how is that happening I'll anyways listen. let's move on we've spent about 20 minutes on this device at least so let's <laughs> yeah. go to the next big thing we we're trying to keep this under 30 minutes yeah right like that's gonna happen the <laughs> next big thing i think would be the google nest mini second generation we and it's actually a smaller okay. thing. Whoa, you're going Nest Mini? I'm sorry. Over this, the for Pixel me, this Book is a, Go? I'm sorry. For me, this is the bigger thing. This is the big, the Nest Mini. Gabe, you're saying yes. Mini right now. And that's I, the I know, big thing? Right? It's, kind of, it's kind of like a bit of a hypocritical thing or I don't know what paradox. But Gabe, explain yeah, yourself. I, okay, I'll explain myself. Thank you for giving me the, uh, the time to do that. Now, I've owned the Google Nest or... No, it wasn't the Nest. It's a it Google, was just the Home, Google Mini. Home Mini. Sorry, too many name changes. This is yeah, getting out of control. Google bought Nest and rebranded all of their products to be Nest products, which I think is a smart thing because Nest is a very good name for smart home products. So, oh, it absolutely is. Anyways, I've I've owned the Google Home Mini. I think you have one too, right? I have a Google Home Mini. I love the little guy. It's great. Please continue. 
Yeah, and I personally really like it. I don't actually use it that much because mainly because I like the fact that Amazon has more Echo devices that are cheaper and smaller. You know, with Google, it's really the Home Mini or you go to the huge Hub or Hub Max. With, uh, you know, with Google, Amazon, you can get all those range of devices, but that's besides the point. I'm getting sidetracked. Anyways, I've had the Home Mini and I think that came out 2017, 2016, something like that. So that's almost three years old at least. And I've just been waiting for them to update it. In that meantime, Amazon has updated their devices many times over, almost every year. So this has kind of felt like left out in the wind to dry this poor little Home Mini. And now finally, it has been rejoined and reborn again as the Nest Home Mini 2. Or Nest Mini 2, sorry. Gosh, this is too confusing. Anyways, let's just get, it's very quick, $49 only. Uh, the main upgrades is just it's like slightly faster, um, like some different colors, not really anything too exciting. But I was just really excited the fact that it actually finally got some more attention because this is really the entry level into getting, you know, Google Assistant in your home. I think they actually made some great improvements here. So they have better bass. There's a third mic for better voice recognition. It can be mounted on a wall. A lot of people like okay, to that do was, that. That was the one. Because most of these other improvements are like just basically improvements that you expect every time well, the new speaker gets well, released. I think a big thing is they are using the same, I think it's either the same chip or like a similar chip that's in the Pixel 4 to bring Google Assistant locally onto the device for faster responses. like That's pretty I, exciting though. I think that's, that's something pretty huge. that no other smart speaker has. Now, Gabe, should people go out and buy this Nest Mini today for $49? I've already ordered 49 of them. Gabe, did you listen to the last episode of the podcast? Oh, yeah. You literally yeah, no, said, I, I was trying to set you up, Gabe. I, you were right. No, I was kidding. Okay. Uh, what I would say people should do is probably wait until Black Friday. Boom. Because as we mentioned before on previous podcasts, smart devices are the biggest uh, like profit margins for these companies. So they're going to give huge discounts for them on uh, Black Friday because as well, also they're trying to gain a ton of market share there as well. So that's very competitive. So yeah, you'll likely see this down to probably thir- probably $35. $35. It might be or like Or maybe a, you see a bundle. Yeah, like a $75 for two or something like or that. Or they'll even probably be throwing it in with like buy a Pixel 4, get a home mini or buy insert product here. You're, you're going to end up getting one of these whether you want to or not. It's yeah, just exactly. going to come with so, what you're buying. So don't spend your money on it right now, basically. All right, what's next? Next, I mean, let's. we're in the Nest ecosystem. Let's I'm sorry, I know you want to talk about the no, Pixel No, 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 I like it, I like it. All right, we're in the Nest. Let's keep talking about the Next. The Nest thing is the Nest Wi-Fi. I think this is pretty This is pretty big for me. When, you're, when I'm in my Nest, all yep. nestled up, I really like fast crisp internet can internet crisp, be crisp? internet yeah i don't think it can be crisp i have fast crisp internet Ooh, that's, that's, you might that's... need to see a doctor about that <laughs> okay. so the the google nest wi-fi is actually pretty cool it's kind of like the new amazon their eros or oh yeah that. it's like totally copied right or well i, I don't want to let's not say one copied the other they both you know they can both be different things that are just similar and the nest wi-fi is cool because actually in the main router um, thing it actually is a smart speaker so it's basically like the google nest mini and uh, you know oh the wi-fi router just like smashed together and now are one yeah yeah this is this is great so for those unfamiliar nest wi-fi is google's home mesh wi-fi network where you have a wi-fi router and you have a wi-fi hub the router 
creates the source of internet, and the hub extends it into your attic or your basement or outside in the porch or that one room that no one goes into but has terrible Wi-Fi. Um, so it extends it. And as Gabe mentioned, the hub, the, the main source of the internet, this is doubling as a proper Nest Mini. I think that's really cool. Is this is this a product you would be interested in? I'm curious. Um, personally, I don't know. I do have um, experience with uh, you know mesh networks. I really like them actually. I think if you're in a small like single person apartment, you're probably you know like maybe like a couple couple bedrooms. You're probably fine with just a single Wi-Fi router, and you could always use one of these as a single Wi-Fi router as well. You know, just get the Nest Wi-Fi router standard edition like for one sixty nine. Uh, place it in your kitchen or some living room area and then you have a smart speaker and a wi-fi router and it doesn't look all clunky you know it's a nice you know aesthetically pleasing shape and whatnot i think um you know i would i would i would possibly get these uh i definitely think google has really optimized i don't know have you set up wi-fi routers before I have set up an Apple Airport Extreme. Very easy. Unfortunately, it's now been discontinued. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. Well, most Wi-Fi routers um, are pretty hard to, I mean, they're not hard, but it's just like, it's not like the Apple or the Google. I mean, let's just, let's just put it this way. Verizon and Comcast have dedicated people that will go to your house, install equipment and set up your Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically it. It's just very clunky, very antiquated experience, not smooth, not the fluid, uh, you know, entry onboarding experience we're used to from all these top tech companies. So I know Google has very good uh, ways to, you know, you can get your Wi-Fi up and running easy, even if you're like my parents who aren't, aren't, you know, completely, my mom, she listens to the podcast, shout out, hi mom, how you doing? Uh, she's hey, she's better than my dad by far. But even my dad could possibly set up this, you know, Wi-Fi network. I do think they have a great interface. Couple perks here with Nest Wi-Fi. We're getting two times faster speed and 25% better range. As Gabe mentioned, pricing, you can get the hub for $169, a two-pack for $269, and a three-pack. This is one hub and two routers for $349. Um, I don't know when they're going, going on sale, but they should be available soon. Yeah, they don't say on their page when they're available. And yeah, they, they look nice. You know, they come in white, uh, nice blue, or I think what they call, what do they call it? Not pink? Is that what they call it? I think not pink is the the branded term. So let's go with yeah. that. So, or not pink. So that, yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely a nice option for, I think actually the best thing is if it's in a, you know, you want to have your Wi-Fi router sitting in a public area. Uh, because maybe you don't have a place to put it otherwise this doesn't look like you know a netgear or i don't know what other brands still make routers anymore but it's, it doesn't it's, it's not one of those units with like TPL rabbit ears link, coming out yeah. pointing out in yeah. all directions why don't they make they should make one that looks like an actual rabbit and just has the ears as you know the rabbit ears that would be i i got a genius i have to hold on i have to write i'm going to delete that from the podcast reminder to self so that no All one right, can take so my idea. When Gabe's new product launches, you can hear us plugging that. We'll have a brand new not sponsored segment. Yeah. Um, get the rabbit, ready. The rabbit. Oh, and then you could advertise speeds like a rabbit. Bunny hop Wi-Fi. Honestly, this is genius. If someone wants to create it, I'll just cut me in at 50%. If you have Dude, good product 50%? Okay, I'll even take less than 50%. Give me 10% of this product for the idea. Anyways, 
we've gotten sidetracked even more now. I'm doing very good at getting us sidetracked, I gotta say. So Gabe, let's get us back like on it. track. Let's let's regain focus. Something that helps you focus is listening to music. Google also announced Pixel Buds. These are $179 true wireless earbuds. I would say they're Google's version of the AirPods. We also had Amazon announce uh, their true wireless earbuds as well. So basically Buds, all, yep. all three and companies. And the Microsoft gonna... Surface Buds too. Oh, so. yeah. We have all wireless earbuds. And Samsung. Or the things. So this is oh, the yeah. fifth. Google's a little bit late to the party. The Dude. party has started. The music is going. Everyone hey. else is listening on their earbuds. And Google's like, where's the music? <laughs> they just they just like walk in. Hey, everybody. No one can hear them because they're all yeah. listening to music. Um, what is cool about these is that they work beautifully with Pixel 4, integrate super well with Google Assistant. They've got a lot of great uh, features for an overall positive user experience interacting with your Google devices. Again, coming out spring 2020. The cool thing is they can do live translate too. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, I, I, it's very complicated. Hold on. I got, no, I don't have, it'd be cool if we had a developer here to talk about it, but it basically, you just can say like, Hey, Google start translate or whatever. And it will be able to just live translate. You know, if you're in a different country or something, or talking to someone who speaks a different language, it can actually translate what they're saying live to you in your ears, which is like very futuristic, but caveat here only works. I think with the pixel, maybe with an Android phone, definitely does not work with so it's it's pairing it's using i think the mics of the phone the person is like talking into that and then it's translating in your ear is that what it is maybe that's what it's doing i don't know i'm making that up um but it definitely it definitely doesn't work without your phone to do the processing right and maybe it needs a connection it's basically all right if you've read hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes they're like a babble fish for your ears so the modern day version of a babble fish if you don't know what i'm talking about that's okay i think we should go read or watch that movie or what? read that book or watch that movie because that is a good it's entertaining a good story it is but it's good yeah these will unfortunately not be out until spring 2020 as you said yes good so uh don't get too excited about them uh if you're looking for you know true wireless buds for the holiday season i guess you're only have four companies instead of five companies well you also have bose hold on there's another company and you have i think jaybird has some and i think anchor has some cut me off anytime system i think sony has some okay wait wait Gabe. um I just wanted to, before we moved on, I just thought of something okay. else. Uh, the other killer feature here is the range. So Google's yes. advertising. What do you know? What their what their specs are? They're saying two hundred miles. Okay, Gabe. I we you were reading something completely different. <laughs> yeah, no, they're saying a football field or three rooms, which I I have a pair of the AirPods too. I can often get about three rooms, so it doesn't seem that impressive, but. We'll have to see what, uh, oh, I guess maybe I don't always get three rooms. It does cut out sometimes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see some comparisons, actually, between these and other true wireless AirPods. How how do you feel about AirPods. the radiation that just must be pounding oh, yeah, that, through your brain in order to achieve that? That's what I was thinking that. of. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Let's not. Actually, well, you can't, I can't think because about it, that. it cancels it out. Exactly. The wave, oh, my God, the wavelengths interfere, and then you can't think about it, and then you don't know. And then we're moving on. I think the next big thing here was the Pixel Book go yes now this has the word pixel book in it so is it like there didn't they also have another like pixel book out at some point i think they did a while ago i well unfortunately this isn't anything like that so don't okay, get too excited good thank you for clarifying because i would have you know shot in the dark there 
This is more like a Chromebook. This is a Chromebook. Yeah, this is like a Chromebook, and it's kind of and it's light like a MacBook Air, but it's made to move. Like, yeah, it's made to move, made to you know be a cheap device. However, it's not really that cheap. It's it's like a a more affordable ish. I guess. All right, this is what it is. Chromebooks are known for being super cheap web browsers. Basically, that's what a Chromebook Essentially, is. Essentially, it's it's this, a glorified web browser. This is super cheap Chromebook and Chrome OS meets like Apple MacBook Pro hardware. And it's kind of like it meets in the middle. So you get a more premium build, but you keep that Chrome OS experience. Yeah, some sites I was reading about are calling it a premium mid-range device. Okay, I, I think that's right. So what is what does this start at? What are we looking well, at? It starts at 650 and it's a 13.3 inch screen. So well, all right. wait a minute, that's like... So first of all, MacBook Air, this is this is less than the Pixel 4. Let's just take a moment to think about that. Yeah, less than the Pixel 4, but it only has 8 gigabytes of RAM and 64 gigabytes of storage. So I think Pixel 4, I actually haven't seen how much RAM that has. 6 gigs. 6 gigs, okay. So, but it's so similar spec to the, you know, the Pixel 4, except for you don't get uh, two really high-res cameras on it. You do not. You do not. So that makes sense. Um, but it's got it's got some interesting features. It's made to move. It's got uh, it's two pounds, 13, 13 millimeters. Um, okay. And it's got a. How, did you see the design? I saw the design. It's very like matte finish everywhere, except for the bottom has this kind of rugged. What do you want to like egg crate almost type look? Ooh, you know. I don't know. It's like hmm. I guess if you go to a bowling alley and the sides oh, of your gosh. alley have those gutters, it's like if you took a yeah. bunch of gutters and just like put them in a, a soft fabric textured material and just ran them along the bottom of this computer. I guess it's more like, yeah, because I was egg crates kind of have little dots more. This is more like ridges, I guess, on the bottom. They're, yeah, they're grooves. It's a groove surface. How, how do you feel about that? It's groovy, man. I guess. That was, that was too easy. I'm sorry. It's each their own. Um, yes. They're saying no, it's... it's it's kind of, it seems all, I don't know. It seems very like mid uh, to late, like 2000s kind of design. I you know, It seems all right. I think I'm okay with it. It's got a okay. quiet keyboard, which is nice for in-class notes. You don't want to be that person that everyone just like stops and stares at when they're smashing I away. I do personally. I want, I bring in a typewriter to class. And just <laughs> return, typing away. Uh, the one nice thing it does have that my typewriter does not have is it has a Hey Google um, assistant key. So you don't have to say Hey Google, just tap it um, and then boom. Or you could also say Hey Google and get Google Assistant on the device. It's true. It's made with Google in mind. How like Do you think a Chrome, well, it's not a Chromebook. Do you think the Pixel Book Go is worth buying? Like who who is this device for? Who should even think about Pixel Book Go? I mean... Probably it's like definitely obviously they're aiming at at students, but it's you know the exciting thing about previous Chromebooks was just how cheap it was. You know they were oftentimes under four hundred, sometimes even under two hundred. This at six fifty, I guess is still a deal when you compare it to other laptops. But I feel like with the plethora of Windows laptops that are out there, it's going to be kind of hard to convince people, you know, that they should go with this versus. Uh, computer that actually has a dedicated operating system that you know can run real apps it's true you know i gotta say it's true and 
While we have been mentioning that 649 price point, that's the starting price, this thing kicks up to a full $1,399 if you're maxing it out. To max it out, we're looking at an Intel Core i7, 16 gigs of RAM, only 256 gigs of storage, but Google is packing a 4K Ultra HD molecular display. I don't know what that means, but that's that's what you get. It's a it's a range of devices. It's I not a, not available yet though the 4K display. The models that are available now though are only the 1080p display. I right, think. right. So it's and interesting. They're, they're available in just black and not pink. So very simple color options as well. Yeah, I think I think that's basically all you need to know about Pixelbook Go. It'll be fun, it'll be unique, it'll be different, and it's one of those things where you should wait for someone else to get it and review it's, it. It's it's one of those things that you you definitely want to go into like a Best Buy to try or see. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to be heading in there as soon as they I mean, it's like, get some in stock. I, I do 90% of my work in Google Chrome, email, documents, research, like 90%. It's that 10% photo editing, video editing, like these obscure things that I just, I don't know if Pixelbook but can handle the, the it thing, yet. The thing that's hard is you can get, I mean, doesn't the iPad Pro start for like just slightly more than this? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like this is a more proper computer. I guess. I don't know. It'll be, we'll have to see what reviews are. But yeah, that's the Pixelbook Go. That's basically everything they released except for those one tiny little other announcement that Google had, right, at this event? Yeah, they did have one tiny announcement, and this was their Google Stadia update. Um, and what we have here, Google Stadia, is their streaming, their game streaming platform. It's Game-changing. Game-changing platform. No Thank you, Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. Game. Gabe. What? It's okay. Thank you for the update. It's coming November 19th, so get ready to get your game on in November. I actually pre-ordered this, so I'm kind of excited. You're the Yeah, you're a founder. The founder's I'm edition, I'm a founder. Right? Yeah, that's right. I made this happen. It was totally not in development for years before I put my pledge down. Can I get your, what are they calling it, the buddy pass or whatever it is? Oh, would you be interested in a buddy pass? But you have to get is a controller. Oh, never mind. Gabe, you just right, backed out. We'll see. Out. We'll see. I might be into it. I, I might get a Chromecast Ultra and hook that all up and go start playing. Oh, my God. We can start our gaming podcast and our gaming YouTube channel. Uh, I mean, we, we talk about gaming so much as it is. And I mean, I'm constantly playing games. So, like, video well, games. Well, haven't you so been using Apple Arcade? I actually have not. I discontinued that. I honestly, uh, here's my quick review of Apple Arcade. Very cool, but like, all the games on it are super indie, super like not uh, straightforward, not not straightforward. Straightforward isn't the right word. Not like conventional games, which is nice, but it's also like they take so much thought to play that sometimes it just like feels like you're like work almost at some of these games to understand like the concepts behind it. I will do a shout out. The game I have been playing is they just brought Call of Duty to the iPhone and they did a really good job with it. I mean, I've played Call of Duty on uh, Xbox, you know, PS systems, and they brought it over very well uh, to the iPhone. You know, this game's been a long time in the works, but that's that's our quick gaming review. We don't do many of those, so uh, take it with a grain of savor, salt. Savor the moment. Yep. I think before we get out of here, I want a quick shout out to Pixel 4. As someone into cell phones and cell phone carriers, Pixel 4 is available on all major U.S. carriers, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile. It's got. Do they come unlocked? Or? Uh, you can pre-order it unlocked, and it'll work on your carrier of choice. They're also partnering with Verizon on the pre-order, so you can choose uh, to get the Verizon model. 
Wait, um, and hold on. Rewind. This is the first time it's been available on all four, right? This is incorrect. Actually, all okay, all Pixel, yeah. Um, they said all. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what that means. Pixel has been compatible on all networks, but I think that it hasn't been sold through the. Yeah, maybe that like right? you'll go. You'll be able to go into a store, a yeah, T-Mobile okay. store, an AT and T store, and actually purchase it there. That's probably what that means. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. They mentioned uh, Spectrum Mobile and Xfinity Mobile. Those are actually Yikes. not networks. They use Verizon for coverage. Um, but that's what I want is uh, when I'm when I'm you know dealing with Spectrum, I'm like I would also like my mobile cell phone plan to be through this. Right, right. I'm sure I it's guess, a great experience. I guess con- consolidate the awfulness into just one company that you have to deal with, right? Maybe. No, that's not because that Verizon not and AT and T aren't that much better. Um, Nor is T-Mobile. I mean, it's just hard being a big company, I guess. What color Pixel Four are you picking up? I, I, you know, I don't know. They have these nice cases as well. So does it really even matter? Ooh, I mean, I guess get the color that complements the case. And I would like to say, if you haven't seen the Pixel 4 yet, it's a very new design aesthetic or like design scheme and language than previous Pixel phones. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm torn on that. I feel like I should agree, but really we're looking at a glass slab with a square camera bump. But, but I mean, the square camera bump to the, you know, the colors, the way it has that rubber edge around the whole phone and then a different colored button on the side, it just feels very different than previous Google devices. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And the huge forehead. I don't, I don't know. I think I would go with the... Oh, and just, I don't think we ever mentioned... I was just looking at the pre-order page. I don't think we ever mentioned the sizes of the XL and the Pixel 4. It's a 5.7-inch display on the Pixel 4 and a 6.3-inch display on the XL. I would probably go with the XL and maybe I... I think the oh-so-orange looks pretty hot. I honestly can't tell with my night shift turned on so aggressively. Oh it just all looks orange. <laughs> everything's pretty orange. I think it's interesting. I like the just black. That's a classic. I also really like the clearly white. I really like how actually that black camera cutout contrasts the yeah, white background. That is pretty, it's kind of like panda. Something interesting is the black actually has a glossy finish oh, while man, the white to has it. a I was matte. just going to say that. Oh. I was going to come in all educated and be like, oh, Stetson, by the way. But... Yeah, sorry. I, Continue. I I tried to educate myself prior to right. recording, that's, so that's I'm, illegal. I I'm well told in, you not to do that. <laughs> well informed, um, but there you go. They they do have the colored power buttons. Black appears to have a white colored button because I can't see it. The white phone has a orange power button, and the Oso orange phone has a orange as well. Orange power button. It's so. also it says it's a limited edition. I don't know what that means. Whatever it that means. It would be means. cool to see like, you know, some new limited edition colors come out throughout the year. That would <laughs> maybe, be nice. Maybe they do that just so that they can try and sell out of them cuz they realized it was a bad color. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like, let's make it this color and then they're like, "Oh no, 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 that was a bad idea." <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, that's the Google uh, Pixel 4 event wrap up. I hope uh, this was, you know, we covered it all. So if you haven't, you know, watched the Verge 10 minute uh, thing, this was a good alternative, I think. If you're looking for our regular Techtober uh, overload of new products, uh, either check out a previous episode. I think, what was that? All the Techtober releases, camera drones or whatever so far. uh, And whatever the next one's titled, that should be out, I think, hopefully next week. And yeah, we might even have to do another one of Techtober because there are just so many things coming out, Stetson. It's so true. We have DJI drones. 
We've got tons no, no, of no, no. We can't talk about this. No, no. This oh is God. Next episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You can follow us on social media: Twitter at Pinch to Zoom Pod, Instagram at Pinch to Zoom Podcast, Gmail pinch to zoom podcast at gmail.com we get a lot of people interacting with us on gmail so we appreciate it thank you guys um that's that's gonna do it for this episode i'm stetson and i'm gabe and not ordering a pixel 4 he's not ordering actually one. actually not gabe would be the color oh oh gabe how did, what all right thanks for listening guys bye I also like how the the Verge the Verge does a supercut 12 minute of the keynote and here we are at 50 minutes recapping the keynote. This is I think the keynote was only 40 minutes long. No, I don't know. So I was thinking we, about that. We could be the extended version, right? The That's how we could advertise our podcast. Where we don't extended cover plus everything. Version. <laughs> we we not only best. we recover everything secondhand, not as well and <laughs> longer. Not as format. well, but we have more entertainment value.